Parents and guardians, it's time once again for the Fearless Parenting Show. Well, 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 welcome to another episode of Fearlessly Parenting. Today is the capstone of my three-part interview with Dr. Janine Chanel. As those that have heard the previous two episodes, you know she's the author of The Disintegrated Student, Struggling But Smart and Falling Apart and How to Turn It All Around. So without further ado, one more time, here's Dr. Janine Janot. Speaking of struggling, going to this fourth point that I wanted to talk with you about is the pandemic. There are so many things I'm hearing that parents are dealing with coming out of the pandemic, uh, their children having depression, uh, something even to the point of where they want to injure themselves or kill themselves. Uh, and, and I find that very, very sad. So let's talk about the impact of the pandemic on student learning and, and how we can show up uh it be there for our kids in that regard also yeah i think you know obviously i think the what's happened with the pandemic has been incredibly hard for everyone so if we think of ourselves as adults and the struggle we've had with it i mean i really do feel like it's even more intensified with our children because they have they don't have the experience they don't oftentimes have a great time horizon to think what would the future look like? You know, that doesn't happen until around eighth grade or so that their brains even kind of go there. So, you know, I think what what the pandemic has taught us about learning is that the high stakes, high pressure achievement culture is more problematic than I think was being recognized beforehand because our mental health issues in schools with our children is just beyond, you know, what it should be. It's, and, and high achieving kids in particular, high achieving ki kids who are in high achieving schools, I should say, are experiencing mental health issues at three times, three to four times the national really? rate. Yeah, the same as kids in poverty, um, kids with an incarcerated parent, um, kids in foster care, and recently immigrated children. So it's nothing to, you know, like poo poo under the rug. It's a it's bad. Um, it's bad for our kids. And I think we need to recognize that and take a step back and look at what's driving this. And it's largely this check the box achievement culture where our kids are data points. They have been for a very, very long time. But how that's translated since the pandemic has happened is, you know, I always heard kids tell me, like when they started to fall apart, if they were a disintegrating student sitting in front of me, they would say, I don't know what to do, you know, but I do care. I really do care. I want, I want to do well. And what I heard last year around that second semester was my kids kept hearing students say, I know I should care. I know I used to care. I don't care. I mean, so they, their motivation had just, and I, I think it was a function of burnout. So it was the stress. It was a lack of motivation. It was this check the box culture that doesn't, um, it doesn't promote learning. It promotes checking the box for the data point, the next grade, the next score, the next award. And that's not very fulfilling to our kids. That's why cheating is very widely done and rampant. accepted. It's rampant. And 
you can't blame them. There is actually, I, I kind of feel like there's, there's a little glimmer of hope in all the cheating because a lot of students will cheat um, helping other students because they recognize that they're in a bad place with anxiety or stress around school and they're trying to help them. And so I can't fault that. I can't. And, and I also understand their desire to just, because what they've been told all through their education is the grade matters the grade matters, the grade matters. And so they will do what they have to do to get that grade. And they don't, you know, we've, we've kind of drilled out curiosity and, and the fun of learning and the mastery, you know, how fun it is to master something. That's not how our kids have, and it's not them. It's the system that has, has created students in this in this way they don't know what their why is why, why am i doing this why am i doing well, that for this college or for this job <laughs> i mean it is a thing that they're going for and if you even think about that how many students who graduate with above a 4.0 and a laundry list of extracurriculars and community service and blah 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 and still get turned down by their you know in-state four-year university. So they do all the things, they've checked all the boxes, and then they they don't even get the thing that they thought this was all for. Well, there are things that they could learn out of that, but I'm getting the greater point that it's just so so damaging to them. The, everything taken in is totality uh, here with the pandemic the images they see in their mind of themselves and getting them to change that image of how they see themselves, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's a, that, that's a struggle. But I think we as parents can come alongside of them. Uh, I, I say a lot of times in my podcast, journal, write down the things that your kids are doing well, uh, it, it just sort of like keep a little track thing of it so that when they have those moments, they say, well, the world's telling you this. You got some really dark things kind of telling you this, but this is what I've observed. This, this, and this. Or even so, as my, my daughter, she was having trouble in math and she was, she's exceptionally bright. She says, well, daddy, I, I, I just can't do it. I'm not smart enough. And I said, you know what, honey? Can, can I ask you to do me a favor? Can I ask you to trust your mom and dad? Because we believe in you. So until you're able to get to that point to where you believe in you, can we ask that you lead on us? Because we know that you're capable and so what, what's going to help you with this? And what it came down to after we talked is we went to uh, one of these little learning centers where she did so focus on math. Then she saw that she could do it, and then things just took off from there. So her her mental acuity, her, her drive for excellence, it, it just got right back on track and it went forward. What she saw that she could do it, then she grasps ownership of it, and then all we had to do is get out of the way. When she got in college, she was tutoring other people in math. That's now, awesome. That's a plus, but I had my minuses too. So, 
but but what you illustrated is the importance of our kids hearing the yet in the statement. You know, I I'm not good at math. Ooh, love that. And that kind of comes out of the fixed mindset, growth mindset research of Carol Dweck. And what we want to do is we want to get our kids who are in that place, which is a fixed mindset of thinking, like, I don't want the challenges. I don't want to put in the effort. They're very self-protective into the place of, I'm going to feel vulnerable, but I'm going to challenge myself here. I'm going to make mistakes and learn from them. I'm going to listen to the feedback. And the great thing is with kids is oftentimes if they're disintegrating, they've got that fixed mindset around school, but I can usually find that growth mindset around like an extracurricular. So if they play football, for example, or they're in orchestra, I can say, okay, so do you make mistakes there? Do you put in effort? Do you listen to the coach? And they're all like, yeah, yeah. And is it fun and challenging? Yeah. Like, is that how you think about school? No. <laughs> so, but once they understand that, because it's all about what's going up on in their head. So once they can make those connections that, oh, how I think about this, how I think about math is actually going to make a difference in how I do in math. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's like, it, and I love what you said. It's not that you can't do it. You just haven't arrived there yet. You will get there. Here's where you are. Yet, you can't get down this road. I I, I love that, and I'm, I'm going to borrow that from you. Uh, get away. <laughs> <laughs> because that is so good that, you know, hey, listen, we we know that you, you have the capabilities. You just have to find that point where you transition to yet and, 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 uh, and get there. Well, see, Paris, I, I knew having her aboard today and talking to us about uh, you know, the disintegrating student, because that's something that we all face. Everybody that has kids, uh, I love what you said earlier about social media, because a lot of kids find their identity in social media, what other people say about them. And Doc, I'm so surprised of all the pressure that's generated out of that as to what their peers think of them it it did they get into bad behavior and i'm not trying to put down tiktok okay because my my daughter would say i'm I'm kind of a little fuddy-duddy about that it's it's not it's not my thing but she said dad have you heard of this challenge some of this stuff is crazy Mm -hmm. but people are finding their identity and filming themselves and going to do destructive things that are going to injure themselves now, not everything on TikTok is destructive. I've I've seen dads and daughters dance and, and, and sons and moms and whole families and groups, and they're just having a lot of fun. I'm just putting out an example that sometimes some of the things we see in social media, uh, Snapchat, the things of that nature can, can impact our children and how they see themselves. Mm-hmm. We think in images. So we, we got to change the image, don't we, Doc? It's very powerful. And, I, you know, I'm, I fall in the camp of social media as a, and tech in general. It's just a mixed bag. Um, you know, I don't think it does us any good to be on one side or the other because it's here to stay. Mm-hmm. And 
there are really positive things that can come out of all of that. But I think one of the issues we have with our kids, especially our younger kids, is they're starting too early. So I'm a big proponent of wait till eighth. So keep the kids off the tech until at least eighth grade, because that's actually a brain development thing. That's when their brain actually can think more abstractly and hypothetically. It's not so concrete and literal. So they're less likely to misinterpret. And, you know, Mm. there's a lot of things that a 12 year old could see that's not appropriate for their brain to process, (laughs) Um, you know, just to put it mildly. Um, But the other thing is uh, I, I feel like we should get, we somehow need to get all parents on board that getting a phone, a smartphone or any, any kind of screen where they can get on social media needs to be treated like a kid getting a driver's license. So there is a, there is a permit process, so to speak. And there's a a parental or some outside source that's there to monitor. I mean, we don't give our kids the keys of the car when they turn 15 and say, have a good ride, (laughs) you know, just watch out for this or this. We are with them. We're in parking lots. We're doing, we're very much scaffolding their experience to make sure they're getting a lot of feedback and we're hearing where they are with it. And think if we did that with our kids really early with social media, I think we would avoid so many of the bad rabbit holes that kids can go down. If, if they had more skill development, from the get-go. Well, in hindsight, I'll, I'll tell you that 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 is that is true. Uh, again, kids are not ready. We don't think of it that way, like driving a car. Uh, it's not that it's just an expensive piece of equipment. It's how it's going to affect the mind and and the emotions of your child. Well, Doc, we kind of got down to the end of this podcast here but uh parents i want you to know you need to see the show notes okay you need to go into the podcast description now i've had a lot of guests on and they've had books and everything and you should check those out but i'm telling you this book the disintegrating student struggling but smart and falling apart and how to turn it around will be one of the best reads that you will have in 2021. You'll find a link to it in the podcast description. I want to encourage you. I strongly encourage you to check this out. You will not be disappointed at all. Uh, Doc, I really appreciate having you on my podcast. And I hope that I can ask you back on in the future to once again talk to my parents. I would love that. And thank you for all those kind words. And it's been a pleasure. All right. Well, mom and dads, as I always say, go forth and fearlessly parent. God bless. <laughs>